Welcome to Lose the Gut Podcast. It's the only podcast you'll need to have the information to lose the gut and get asked the first time in your life. I can help you do this by teaching you through mindset, nutrition, and training, because these are three core fundamentals that you'll need. So let's go dive into today's episode. All right, today we're talking about better sleep habits. Should we talk a little bit more about FSG intensity? What's the size high 30 seconds between that? And does the value go down at 45 seconds per minute? This is found on exercise group, for example, lap pull down. Have a cool down 90 seconds per set. How to deal with forward eating, workout volume versus workout intensity. What is more important? I find myself snacking at night and having a lot of urges. What should I do to avoid this? So that's going to be topics for this week. We're going to start off with better sleep habits. I know I covered this quite a bit, but it's a topic that seems to be coming up for a lot of people and very consistently. So I'm just going to break down my top ones over here. So I can say out of everything, is going to be pretty much dimming the environment as it kind of gets more towards nighttime. That's because if we have all the lights really blocking at nighttime, then it's going to stimulate that receptive in your kind of brain where it's like, oh, hey, no daylight. They're not actually produce the melatonin and the body's not going to get sleep here itself, but rather where your body is going to be like, oh, we're awake, right? And especially if a lot of blue light from our device to its wall, to your laptop and your phones and what so forth. Now, a great way to kind of combat this too as well, not for the light situation particularly, but for screens, because I know cutting out your screen time or not using any TVs, any laptop, they fall for like, let's say, last year after work out of bed. It's not going to be an ideal situation or not be very, you know, a realistic situation for 99% people, especially like me. I am not going to have to do that. So I wear blue light blocking glasses. I'm not doing it right now because of the call side of things. And I feel like, Anyone that's kind of make them look like that's uh, I'm not gonna wear them, but other than that, I wear them outside pretty much out back. Now, when it comes out to sleep habits, one thing that can affect you as well is if we drink too much water close to that. Let's say your water intake wasn't very great during this, start piling your water intake at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., then you probably will be waking up throughout the night to pee over there. So it's best to kind of taper off that water consumption as it goes more towards night. And really more deeper off as kind of thirsty after like 8 p.m. over there. So those are some things that can help out. And also pitch black room is going to be a more ideal switch for people to sleep in. I remember my last Airbnb that was in, in Calgary itself was pretty much like a month and a half ago, a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. That room was super lit up. Like even with the curtains, I pulled them all down. I didn't have my sleep master I should have brought. But that room was so bright even at nighttime itself. I could not fall asleep the next day. I woke up super, super tired, right? Because it was so hard to fall asleep in that room just because of the lighting situation. Also, it's actually pretty hot in that room. So our, we fall asleep actually better in colder temperatures, right? So that's going to be a big thing. So I like to actually pretty much put less of the blanket when I kind of go to sleep over there. But you could do things like, you know, moderate kind of AC wise. I know there's even like sleep covers that kind of control the temperature of the bed or the sleep kind of cover over there. If you put up top of the cover to monitor that temperature wise, help fall asleep faster and get better sleep. I haven't personally experimented with those, but I've heard from a couple people they work pretty great. But just really having more cool environment, pitch black environment itself, or using a sleep mask really kind of can't. And having as little noise fall to as well can help you out. Like I experimented with these earplugs too as well. And I remember one of the places where sometimes they got really kind of loud the building itself or like had a lot of like background noise on well, this kind of aspect, especially on work 
opens a little window, there's a little like a little train thing across the thing, like my apartment that scared that the serum blood side side. Actually, that they helped quite a bit, I'm not gonna lie. So just a couple things to recap on that one. I'm dimmer white, more toward evening, less work, much more toward evening star things. Or blue light blocking glasses. Maybe also turn on the blue light filter for your devices. I personally have them on all the time. That's because I use my screen a lot a lot. And at first it's really hard to get used to, but once you get used to it, it feels like normal to me. And then when two other people look at my iPhone right now, they're like, What's wrong with your phone? Like it's so normal to me over there. I would look at somebody else's phone and ask what's normal to me as well. Because it's like not much of a difference to me. Like going from having a normal phone to all the light filtered on that phone, it's a pretty big difference at first. It's gonna take a little time to get used to. So with that being said, off pitch black room, you know, still use like earplugs, which I'm thinking is quite bad, and cooling out environments so you can fall asleep faster. That's a little better sleep habit you're gonna call them. Also, if you have your last like, three hours in chemical bed, that's probably gonna help you get a better quality sleep too as well. All right, so let's talk about FST intensity. So FST7 is basically an intensity technique built by Harry Rambod. He is the guy basically who trained a lot of the top Olympians, made the Olympia winners. What Olympia winner is basically top bodybuilder of a category, still with an open class, the heaviest class of the late categories, or class of the week, which is the second pop. Actually, it's probably the most popular division. It's more of like an Arnold kind of look than that one. So that is pretty much the person who created this one. The fascial stretch training over there. What this is basically seven sets. You only have 30 seconds in between those sets to rest. And what we're doing, like pretty much like 12 reps, pretty much aiming for that. And with that, we want to choose a weight that we're able to get pretty much a 10 to 12 reps, 12 seven sets. Usually, if they go a little bit less on a total weight from normal kind of set, you would do. Like a straight set with FST seven set, and this is pretty much a blood flow training intensity. So the goal with this one, inside pie that is really just driving that blood flow into that muscle and really stretching that out. Right. So when we have such short periods of rest, really driving it with a little bit higher reps in the ten to twelve range with a short rest, it's just driving like that blood flow all to the muscle, all to the muscle, and the whole goal of that one is to stretch out that muscle, with, especially with all that blood flow in it, up and grow. Now, this intensity technique is used very particularly in people's training program. I use it more in the bulk than versus the cut side of things, but the cut still kind of can do it, depends on which point. And you might kind of see this on your program at one or two years forms, depending on where you are on the training cycle. Now, it's actually a very fun one at first, and you'll feel very, very, very sore the next day. And the thing with this one, uh, the second question was, does it go down in value 45 seconds per minute? I would say it goes down in terms of velocity in that training technique because with the 30 seconds itself, it's just enough to kind of rest, but your blood's going to be overflowing a lot. Your heart rate's going to be racing. And in 45 seconds to a minute, it's probably going to be a little bit less. And now we compound over that in seven, sec- seven sets throughout. We're not going to get as much that stretch side thing. They can also argue that if you do it like 15 seconds, it might get a little bit more. But the compensation of that is probably get a lot, lot less reps. And it's kind of that in between. The 30 seconds were left, which we left, so we could get a little bit higher their upside of things, but also still kind of push it. So that's where the 30 seconds and that empty was great there. I've done it multiple times through multiple training blocks. Great. Definitely used very specifically and accordingly. Now, it definitely depends on the exercise to this wall, because I'm definitely not going to have you doing that of 30 seconds. Seven sets, 
and then the, you know the 30 seconds rest between each one of them on a barbell bench press you're probably you know going to get injured right whether you're far back or let's say you fail that rep over there you uh, you stuck down the bench press waiting for help that's right, so very specific on the exercise too as well it's usually going to be like a machine like for example cable chest fly machine chest fly or like a cable row or lap pull over itself so it's going to be one that's going to be a lot safer on that kind of aspect right so it's never going to be like compound movement deadlift squats or a bench press it's very more of a stretch kind of based movement and a movement that is safer too as well all right so how to deal with board eating now board eating is something i've struggled with pretty much i would say during covid a lot just because i before covid people back story itself at one point i've learned like five drops which working all around the clock itself maximizing every single hour then i dropped it down to like three and i dropped down to two over there but then i went kind of like all in on one of the jobs that kind of aspect and then when covid happened pretty much nothing so so the time we're, we're five and chopped to the three to two to the one i was never used to just you know not having anything because one day i went to work itself and then next day they're like well you literally cannot come in we're closed due to covid this is going to work as in-person personal trade i do like hey, this so very weird right and then at that time too as well it was never experienced the side of things where i was like i want to board eat right just to eat kind of fill in the gap we kind of feel something because I just always done something with my side and I was, was like, no, well, I'd say there's so much uncertainty at the time during COVID, like and not everybody felt. And it was just the time where I was like, nah, I'm just trying to, I was like filling these kind of time gaps. I was doing a lot of workouts. Uh, I could only work out so much. So I went for a lot of walks, but I didn't really know what else to do at the time. For like a short period of time, then I just had picked up, tried a lot of different things, but there was that period of time where I kind of really felt this. And I get a few periods out in its reach. Now, some of the things that kind of really helped or kind of just mentioned that was trying to fill up with different things that were a little better. So, for example, the instead going for like a walk, right? Enjoying to walk or pick up something different. Like, I remember trying to go longboarding, pick up that. I had no idea how to do before. So, also with work side things, I did try to find another job I did that for a little bit. I hated that uh, new kind of job I could only do for a little bit, though. So, I had to wake up at 3 a.m. and it was like stocking chips for a little bit because I was uh, my buddy was like, y'all, I could get you something immediately. And you know, be so bored. I was like, yeah, I'll absolutely do that. Even though I don't want to move up. But I was like three, I was to wake up. And it was, you know, it was like an hour drive to like across whole city. And yeah, I did not do that for very long because my feet were hitting a lot from just, yeah, well, the walk in something at the dark very boots. And it was just, it was that. All right. So boarding, other strategies, basically kind of find things to kind of do at the end of the day. I fill in that time gap there, you should better. So maybe I was picking a book. Kind of learning the skill itself. Maybe that's going to be on studying some annual podcast or studying a course to make sure we can or studying maybe some business things or just, you know, trying new hobbies, picking new things. That one way to do it for eating itself. I would say that's kind of the best way. Now, another way is to just really make sure our food well more calorie dense to as well. So for eating chicken breast, right, versus let's just say a, what's something very not chilly. Uh, like a Big Mac. Big Mac's not really too filling with salt. First, like chicken, then you have a little rice and some broccoli, for example. Right? That's going to be a lot more filling than if you both eat a Big Mac or something like that. And if you eat that Big Mac, you're probably going to be more hungry in that sense, or you're even going to want to more pork, eat even more because you have that feeling that you're a little bit more hungry too, as well. Versus if you're more full all the time 
and you feel like boarding too, as well as like likely chocolate. You kind of doing that because your society signal really, fuck, I don't want to eat, right? So just small things like that, they can a lot of water to each wall. It's not a lot of time when I actually hungry or just actually thirsty. You chug back, let's say five milliliters of water, get your feeling to as well. I could probably cure a lot of things. Now, another thing I like to really do too as well was actually just drink black coffee. That was like almost like an appetite suppression. So that really kind of helped me out. I also did this a lot during my bodybuilding prep. Had a lot of black coffee, suppress my appetite. On that kind of aspect, it means you feel like I had more energy to as well. That was one way that prevented me during that side to more to as well. So a couple of things where it's like you actually solve that war problem, right? By filling in the, the things with time. Because we all probably felt those times of life where every minute of the day we felt so busy where you almost like dropped here or didn't have time to eat. Maybe like one thing in the morning and one thing really late at night because you're so busy. But obviously, we'd follow that boarding kind of side of things. We're looking at that other tactical side of things on the boredom. Also, other side where it's like, hey, maybe it's just boarding eating at the end of the night or finding different things to do or maybe eating more filling foods. So we actually have our society signals all jacked up over there. We don't feel like eating. So our chats of eating are a lot lower, right? Let's say you do board eat to as well. In that case, if you're more feeling full, you're going to end up eating less. Then if you weren't, if you were hungry, it makes sense. A couple of different ways to cut around it. And those are all strategies that I did use over that time, right? I definitely had a lot of those feelings over there because of how productive I was before, always doing something. And then all of a sudden, like, like you're trying to do nothing, right? It was so weird time. All right. So workout temp volume versus workout intensity. So when it comes to workout volume, this show first to base to your amount of exercise you do, the sets. And also kind of the reps to as well, also a frequency, right? So all of pretty much coming to the volume standpoint and defining workout intensity is basically like, how hard are you pushing, right? Are you putting one rep in the tank? Like imagine someone points your gun to your head and you literally could not do no reps. Are you leaving like one rep there? Are you leaving two reps? Are you leaving three reps? Are you leaving four reps? Are you leaving five reps? Right. And one of the biggest things that all my friends are working with here, and these are a lot of friends that I guess more business friends I met more recently. And they're chucked in the entrepreneurship game. So, okay, go for workout. A lot of them are trying to get fit. And we all have a business talk outside of that one. Is the biggest takeaway is a gap. I'm not training hard enough. And that's what the all day itself. And it's something that really puts in perspective when you train when somebody actually trains hard because their level of perception of hard is like here. But then they realize what hard actually is, which is like right, right there. So they kind of have to fill in that gap if they really want to result. And Personally, I had that moment too as well. I would say, I would say like five, six years ago, in that kind of aspect. Like when I thought I was training really, really hard. But then I remember working with my super jock friends over there when I worked at like one of my jobs. And then the way he was training, I was like, God damn. Like, it was been like another level, right? And get huge legs. I've never seen anybody have bigger legs than him. I was like, okay, no wonder my legs aren't really growing. I thought I was really putting hard, but this guy's really pushed, really pushed, right? And it just kind of put into perspective and then that's when I kind of really opted it up, right? I got a new perspective on that side of things. But when it comes to workout volume versus workout intensity, both are very, very crucial. And obviously the goal is to have our maximized workout volume, which body could recover from, and maximum intensity, and obviously from where our body recover from too as well. Now that's an ideal situation where we can get both of those. Or talking workout volume, it's generally 12, 20, hard sets for resist pushing close to or up failure, right? In terms of intensity wise, and while lead pretty much minimum is two to three reps in the tank, right? So that's the selling point you got your head at least, right? So ideally, you know, like the one to two over there, getting better. Now zero, 
true zero left reptile tank over there that's definitely cause a lot of fatigue in your body and it is great to do right now the problem with that one is perception of what people really think that one is and they think they're doing that for all the sets in reality they're not right because generally pushing to that extent is truly 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 difficult right and now for people's perception they know i'm actually doing that 99.99% chance for all the sets not happening right so it's pretty much at least two to three itself within that kind of true true failure is when you're going to see one of the results right one to two it's definitely a lot better over there now mixing up those two as well and when it comes to workout volume i like to kind of space out like that 12 20 set on a muster per week so it feels like a check you know based up the they let's go over 20 because more of a number but like 10 sets on the money like 10 sets on the thursday two as well that's going to be a good spot right and for some people i will blah and they will have a little more and depends and i also kind of adjusted it now when it comes down to cutting to as well generally i have a little bit less not the 20 for sure just because when my deficit or the calorie deficit which means our body is going to be in a state of deprivation taking away energy from our body and burning fats right so we're not in the anabolic state but have excess calories to help build this more muscle tissue which is why you know, I wouldn't really definitely put you on more of the higher end of the 20 for multiple, not kind of aspect. So hopefully that all makes sense. Now, I find myself stacking at night having a lot of urges. What should I do to avoid it? Now, kind of going back to the points like boarding over there, a lot of those concepts still apply. These people kind of stack at night because let's say they did all the things in the day, you know, they went to work, they did all their scores, they went to the gym, they you know, kind of get that time to kind of chill out, which is basically the time where they're doing nothing, right? So you kind of fill those gaps. Other thing, maybe one quick walk, as I mentioned, learning a new scale, and they'll go play a sport to as well, maybe a little rec league at all league, something like that, or just learning something kind of online, or maybe what to learn more about. Maybe it's even nutrition wise, maybe it's more of a program, maybe it's more about that thing I started out definitely very heavy into those days for a very, very long time. And I really filled up my time gaps and I Obviously, when I was studying all this stuff, I wasn't snacking, right? Now, for another point, kind of going back to boarding, if, if you feel more full, you want to stay shaking foods like the Big Mac, which have the whole meal, you're going to have a lot less urges to snack. After they, you do have those urges to as well, and you end up stuck here, eat less overall because you're feeling more full, right? Because we're, as humans, we're not going to overstuff ourselves usually, right? Because that's not what our body kind of like. It's like, oh, hey, I want to be overstuffed all the time. You feel like shit, and you probably have done that before, right? But it's not the natural state you want to be in. But generally, by eating those more filling foods, you're going to be in a state where you're snacking. You end up doing it regardless. You're going to be a lot less of the overall food. That means overall calorie. So hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully all that helps out. Now, we are going to go. Thanks for tuning in to the Lose the Gut podcast. If you got value from this one and really learned something, I'd want to take it one further step forward so you can lose the gut and finally get your abs. Just DM me on Instagram at KevinWoo underscore the words gut and we can have a conversation to see if how to help you out. Cheers.